And I, for one, welcome our new gentleman, overlords. Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I am Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, let's talk about some of these movies that we've seen lately. Oh. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. I was thinking about old Ben not that long ago because I was um Ew. I know. Hey, I know, it was disgusting. Um You alright? I mean it is like the spooky, <laughs> creepy season. Yeah. You was, think yeah. <laughs> freaks and monsters, I guess. So I was thinking about him because I watched a little spoiler for my movies that I've seen. I was Okay, finished, this is this is scary. You're breaking format. I've but. uh I've finished rewatching all the Fast and Furious movies and uh, when I saw F nine in theaters my wife and I were waiting in the car to go to the go to the screening and who's in the car next to us but old Ben Horak and we ended up sitting next to him and, and John and we watched the movie with them. So it was a, ducks. I was just thinking about that. So uh you know a little bit of a family tie in with the movie and it felt like we were watching a movie with a family then, you know what I mean? Is oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean I I get it. Thematically it works. Anyways, Robert, what movies have you seen, huh? Uh, movies I've seen. So I started out uh, this month of movies, I believe, with The Black Phone. Uh, have you heard that? of it? <laughs> no. That's the <laughs> okay. Ethan Hawke mask, mask man movie? There's like oh, a guy okay. There's a guy with a creepy mask, and um, it's Ethan Hawke. And basically, it's like a, the concept is like, I think it's like late or it's like mid 80s late 70s or something like that but kids keep getting abducted by someone called the grabber in their town gross and uh after a few kids get abducted uh the main character um gets abducted and winds up in this underground room and i don't think it's too much of a spoiler but i really like this the concept of it and i think it makes it like for like for the Considering like the tone is like it's a bunch of like dead kids, I think it's like a an interesting direction to go with it. Where there's a phone in the room, and the killer says at one point like, "Oh, that rang one time, but it doesn't work anymore. It hasn't worked for years." But the kid can hear it ringing, and when he answers it, he can hear the kids that have died by that killer on the other end, and they're like trying to help him get out of it. Like What's, using what they remembered or how they tried to escape and stuff. And I just like, I don't know. I thought it was like a cool concept. There's some really like the mask is creepy. There's like lots of different versions of it. Um, just some like weird performances and good kid actors. And I was I was kind of surprised by it. I thought it was I thought it was good. It is I, weird I that it. it takes place in the 70s and 80s because the black phone is a just a black iPhone, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like a long, it's like an hour and a half long ad. I was on I mean Bravo! It, it I thought that amazing. thing. I thought the thing they was bricked, me. but uh, guess it came back to life. <laughs> yeah, someone just like turned on like the new whatever the newest feature, like a specific you know down to the meter location. Yeah, they, they or did something. download iOS 17. That was the that was the reason why it wasn't working. And then the kid figured mm -hmm. it out. 
Um, and then also watched Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. You think I meant N I G H T? No, with the K. What? Uh, have you seen like this the, one? It's the, the Tales Batman. from the Crypt movie. No, nope. no, have not. It's good. It's got Billy Zane as the villain, and nice. Billy Zane rules, and he is such a charismatic, like, he's trying to keep it cool in the starting, and then, like, when he, when, you know, it's all, you know, a little more is revealed, he just starts being a real, he's just chewing the scenery. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, like, there's a fun cast. The demons look nasty and wet as hell. What was uh, uh, what was the best Crypt Keeper, keeper little uh, quip that he got in in that one? Oh, God. <clears throat> I think, well, spoiler alert, but I believe he's he's directing something in the beginning. So it's like, hey, I'm making a, you know, a, you know, a, a feature film or whatever, whatever insert pun here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so at the end, I believe he says, I, I always asked that I could get final cut. And I believe they chop his head off with a guillotine. So I like that. <laughs> um, the demons, you have to shoot them in the, in the eyeballs uh, with a gun and then shoot green rage shoot out of them. So it's like even if you kill them, they can like the rays can like hit you and fucking blow you. Oh back wow! And, like hurt your ass. So you it's super to... funny. You have to like, it's like it's one thing where it's like zombie movies. Like you can't aim properly. You don't hit the head, or like you do know to hit the head. You just can't get it. And then it's like no, no. You have to shoot the eyeballs, and also the eyeballs can like blast you. <laughs> you have to shoot both of them at the same time. I do. You might be right. I think it might be a thing where you hear them like, and it's like, and then like beams come out. So. It's just asking so much of people to to take a firearm. I would be done immediately. Make me a demon. Um, but I really like that one. I'm not ironically. I think it's like a fun way to do like a feature length version of a Tales from the Crypt episode. Uh, Jada Smith or uh, Jada Pinkett rather before she was a Smith is in it as well. Um, rewatched The Empty Man. I've talked about it on here before. Uh, I think people are sleeping on it. It's very creepy. It has a really long cold open uh, that ties back into the end. And it's just got some really, I just, I really love the vibe of it. I do feel like the last time I watched it, I was, I was feeling the length a little bit, but I do think it all kind of lends itself to the tone. Um, And it kind of like hits you over the head at, at one point at the end, like, yep, this is what was happening. And it's like, I got, yeah, I get it a little bit. So I I think I've really talked it up in the past, and I do want to kind of some minor criticisms for it. Sure, I, th- I still think it's very good. I also think there's a there's another uh, horror movie, pretty famous horror movie, The Long Cold Open, uh, The Thing. <laughs> whole da- the whole damn thing's an open. Oh opening. yeah, the whole movie's a cold open. Uh, I watched Night of the Living Dead, 1968 and 1990. Uh, they're both really good. Um, obviously the first one is it just a, it pioneered and, and inspired the zombie genre almost, um, everything from, uh, the remake that I'm talking about to another zombie movie. Uh, both really good. I sacrilegiously, I think I like the, the Tom Savini remake a little bit more, um, just because it's. They're the conventions of zombies and stuff are are sort of now in the pulp, the pop culture and stuff. So I I don't know. I know that's maybe a bad thing to say, but Max, you yeah, look pissed. You're in trouble. 
Put you on timeout. You can't say shit like that on the podcast. That's, that's my hot take. I mean, I get. I mean, I get it. it that's my lame. Like, eh, the other one's too old, and I like this more modern one that does some other stuff. So, uh, and great performances. Like, I think a lot of times, if something is a pioneer, it often gets like overshadowed if you come to it late. You know what I mean? Like, if I can love that it. It's not. It's not just a good movie. Of it, the fact that it inspired other stuff. It's. It's also like a great film. But I just think there's things about the other the more modern one that I just prefer. And I think great character. Tony Todd is the, is one of the main characters as well. It's like, it's good stuff. Um, uh, what else did I watch? Beetlejuice. I've said so much about it on this podcast before. Well, I'm sure. It, don't say it two more times. I won't. I didn't watch Beetlejuice, but once <laughs> and I won't say it thrice. Um, not a ton to say. Are, are they supposedly, I, I have heard that they are, are floating a sequel. To what? Which is to Beetlejuice. Oh, oh no, Robert! Ah! <laughs> You've cursed us. It's showtime, guys. <laughs> hope you don't uh, mind. I pop it on the Zoom here. Internet connection. <laughs> um. Oh, that was that's what the sequel is going to be about. <laughs> I watched Arachnophobia. Cool. I love that movie. It's great. The little tiny weird spiders they got to be in that movie are so fucking scary. I never want to see one in real life. The, I don't know the, what kind of spiders they are. The spiders that they hired to be in the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And hey, nowadays, they get a fair wage. That's right. They're part of... Well, they're, maybe not, because I think the actors are still on strike. They're, they, so. Yeah, they are. They're still picketing out there. The spiders so, with you know eight signs. Each eight... <laughs> you beat me to it, Andrew. <laughs> eight signs, so they're, they're on their bellies. They can't move. <laughs> <laughs> they're really mad they're, the ground, they're really mad <laughs> at least the spider riders are employed they yeah, can, good point they can good point. Here, there's a there's a minimum of spiders that have to be in the web for every show now they can fill up a writer's room with one spider eight arms hey yeah they could all yeah they could all be writing one thing that's cr- the craig mazin of uh <laughs> of the writer's rooms <laughs> Uh, and guys, guess what? When I was what? in LA, huh? the final movie I've seen in this segment, I went to the new Beverly Cinema, which was saved by Quentin Tarantino, and I watched, you guessed it, a rare and pristine 35 millimeter print of Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> that was fantastic. Good work. I- I loved it. It was a great theater. I'm so happy to exist. They had a really fun programming schedule I have next to me of all their cool October stuff, you know, you know, matinees and kid stuff on Saturdays and double cool double features with fun theming. And they played they played Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Jail and Ernest Goes to Camp trailers all before the movie started. Fun. fun. And it was yes. funny after like the second one where I was like, in the prison system, you never. And I was like, oh, OK, they're going to do the third. OK. Um, so yeah, it was really fun and it, Hey, it looked perfect. There was only one moment where like a kid said something was like, yeah, you're right. And then like the film, like cut to the next, like mm. little reel, mm-hmm. but it was like even more authentic. And again, like, it's funny to be like, I saw Ernest scared stupid in like the highest fidelity, the way like... it was meant to be seen. <laughs> yeah. Were you, were you drinking a tall glass of Miak? I wish they had it was cherry coke, so it's the next best thing. But um, no, it was truly really fun too. And of course, to Scorsese was in the audience with you, making sure everybody's watching it the way it's meant to be seen. Yeah, he's like, I'm not against like superheroes having multiple movies and like a, a like a universe. And he's like, 
but Ernest is where it's at. <laughs> there was a kid. I'm not joking. A kid was there with their family, had an Ernest doll. Really? Yes. Wow. A voodoo and, doll? And, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to kill Varney beyond, they were, beyond the grave. They had like a voodoo doll with a voodoo doll of like a camera. They're trying to get more Ernest movies being made. It was a, unfortunately, you guys, it was, a, it was an influencer parent. They were like, hold the fucking doll. Hold it for this picture. <laughs> and they were like, Daddy, I don't want to. I don't like this character. It makes weird faces. <laughs> Um, it was a big crowd. It was like 2 p.m. on a on a Sunday. Oh, Ernest is huge in LA. Oh, I know. I mean, the the guy programming it was like, "Hey, it's great that Ernest still brings out the crowd." I was I was pleasantly surprised. So, that's that's what I have seen. Max, nice. what about you? Oh, let's see. I, I haven't seen quite so many. Uh, I watched a movie called Inner Space with uh, Martin Short and uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. That's a weird movie. That's a strange one mm-hmm. where uh, yeah, Dennis Quaid is uh, injected into Martin Short and he runs around being chased by a guy with a glove that shoots a gun from it. Uh, he's got like a cyborg hand that he replaces. Just weird, a weird understanding of technology in that movie. But it's a fun one. I suppose. Is it trying to understand or is it just <laughs> No, it is. It doing? is. They ex- okay. they explain pretty much everything as they go through. Uh yeah, pioneered a lot of uh, shrinking technology that we have now. That's why <laughs> I mean that's the only way we got Ant-Man. Uh and then I watched the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 90s. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh Jim Henson, not. Uh, like I wasn't sure of that. You're like, uh, <laughs> yep. No, I mean, yeah. I love. I think that's great. Those suits look so fucking good. It is great, and like, what a weird role that Sam Rockwell is playing. He plays the it's role. It's not of, Sam Rockwell. It is. It's Sam Rockwell playing main thug. Yeah, look it up. Look it up on IMDb. Because oh, there's the guy who kind of looks like him. Yeah, but... I think there is a guy that kind of looks like him, but that's him. I no, no, you're right. It's, he's listed as main thug. You're right. There's there's that there's a, another actor who has a similar look, and I think I've I've always assumed it was him actually instead, but no. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I love the stuff. weird debaucherous weird like uh, Pleasure Island that the underground where all the Foot Clan kids get to hang out. It is so <laughs> strange, and it's also strange to me. So they like organize this group of of kids that run away from home, and like. They just also happen to be really, really good ninjas that are like great at stealing everything and mm-hmm. not getting caught at all. I mean, my assumption is like the Foot Clan are the ones that are like clearing out the like box truck. Like when the guy walks away for one second and comes back and it's like gone silently. And I think like Joey is like one of the guys who's like pickpocketing and just doing like little stuff. Maybe I I think they're but like they, all they graduate up to, to right? Yeah, they exactly right. They graduate up to. A ninja, essentially. They <laughs> they start at street. At least the ninjutsu of, up of ninja. pick up stealing stuff from people. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's so funny the scene where some lady is on her uh like fire escape stoop watching TV. Mm-hmm. She turns away. Turns around a and a TV it's like unplugged and taken <laughs> and it's good. That's good shit. So good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um and then I, I watched oh oh no, go ahead. You got more to say about the turtles? No, I just wanted, I feel like I mentioned this in another episode, but I saw something online about like doing the thing where you interrupt your movie with a movie that someone in the movie is watching. So in this one, Raph leaves. He's like, hey, I'm going up to the surface. I'm going to put on a trench coat. No one will know I'm a big turtle. And he goes and sees Critters. 
So the idea is that mm -hmm. you would stop the movie and watch all of Critters and then start it again where Raph walks out and he's like, who comes up with this stuff? And then like, <laughs> like leaves. <laughs> I believe we Which I think is a very funny idea. There was a line at that point that I noticed this time because I think you mentioned it last time you watched it, but like uh, Casey Jones pulls out his cricket bat <laughs> and he says, what does he say, Robert? Well, he says, cricket? You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. <laughs> and it's like, so you know what a crumpet is. So do you, so you do know what's about to happen? And then he just gets completely smashed. It's great. Well, that line just went right by until you had mentioned it. And then I was like, that's a, that's a pretty great line. Pretty, it's And so it's ridiculous funny. that he's just It's a great movie. Like it's, it's a weird adaptation of what the cartoon is and, mm -hmm. and like the toys and stuff. But it gets like weirdly serious and like, you know, they commune with Splinter and it's like dramatic when they're like in the farmhouse and beaten and kind of like trying to get back up to strength it's it's mm -hmm. it's it's a weird one it's a great kind of artifact i love i love that i was just looking up the cast you know who the other thugs are uh no gary oldman <laughs> <laughs> peter postalwaith skeet ulrich and scott wolf whoa dude that's crazy it was a party of three at that time but <laughs> I'm going to have to look these guys up later because I don't know them Skeet by Ulrich name. Skeet is in Scream and Scott Wolf is in Party of Five. Uh-huh. All right, let's see. What else have I watched? What else have I watched? I watched Christine. Uh, this is the start of my October films. This is a Stephen King movie adapted by John Carpenter about a killer car that takes over and possesses this kid who's kind of a, a reject at his school. And, yeah. um yeah, it was pretty neat. <laughs> it's about cool. a car. The the it has some really cool effects, which I think are just like, um, like they they put some suction cups on the inside of the car and just like uh, crumple it, and then play that in reverse because this car can like come back from the dead and un unbust itself up. So there's <laughs> some <laughs> some cool. Uh, God, cool I hope the ghosts from Ghostbusters don't learn how to do that. Unbust themselves. Uh, <laughs> Unbusted makes me feel good. Yeah, for the ghosts. We don't want that. But yeah, it's cool. I hadn't seen it before and uh and I like it. It's... So like the the car does some bumblebee stuff where it's playing some tunes based on what's going on. Like mm -hmm. it can only communicate through its radio. Um and they play the song you keep on knocking, but you can't come in. And the first time it works really well. And then the second time it like doesn't work as well. Cause the first time he's just like knocking and trying to get into the car uh, and they play it. And then the second time it's like being smashed to pieces and he plays it. And then a person like gets right in and starts cutting up the inside of the car. And I was like, this one doesn't fit. I wonder if they had a different song in mind that they weren't able they to weren't get the, able rights to the rights to. to, or maybe they were just like the car realizes, oh, they have a, they just put in like a single of the, the tape of a single. Oh, <laughs> they didn't have a CD changer yet. Yeah. It just happened to be playing what was on the radio at the time. And the, <laughs> the DJ really liked that. Song. That is funny. Here we go. Once again, Bumblebee was like, like finding like broadcasts that weren't on the radio. It was like my fellow Americans. It's like, what? No one was playing this, <laughs> this thing right now. What are you talking about? If that was the case, then like, 
use just every word. It would be like it would have been like AI at the time, just like using any like word it could find ever. <laughs> they should have played. We'll talk about it later. They should have played Casey Kasem going and the Ghostbusters dance the night away the with a couple of <laughs> oh that part rules so hard. Okay, we'll get to it. All right, hey, don't last... spoil the best part of the movie. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> They haven't seen it yet. <laughs> give them a give them some time to watch. Yeah, this. our listeners listen to up to the moment we started talking about the movie. They pause it. Yeah, they watch the movie. Yeah, and then they come back. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I watched for the first time Practical Magic. Speaking of Nicole Kidman, I think you mentioned her earlier, and Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were their sisters? sisters. <laughs> yep, they're sisters and they're witches. And uh, Sandra Bullock's got some daughters who want to be witches as well. And then uh, some, uh, let's see, Nicole Kidman is uh, getting creeped on by some dude. Mm-hmm. You've and then seen they, this movie? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, okay, yeah. They and goodbye they, Earl's uh, ass. Exactly. And uh, and bury him pretty well, but it doesn't stop him. When, right, uh, it's pretty good. This I, is the first time I've seen it. Yeah, and, I don't I don't want to like get into too many spoilers about the movie, but like Nicole Kidman when she starts to like inhabit a different mm-hmm. character and she's like kinda ooh, like slithering around a little bit, she's really good in yeah. that moment. Yeah. She's really good in the Nicole movie, Kidman, but <laughs> yeah, Nicole Kidman sometimes bothers me ever since seeing that AMC <laughs> <laughs> like promo shit that she does. Like it's awful. I hate it. And so, like, I've grown to kind of... It's not as bad as the Regal one. What's I the, don't know what's if i the, the Regal one. The Regal one is, like, people making, like, staying movie quotes, but they're, like, really shitty movie quotes, and they don't make any sense, where it's like, you can't sit here, and it's like, so you're saying there's a chance. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's, it is, you guys haven't seen this? No. Okay, we're watching it afterwards before we get off the Zoom call. It is so cringy. Um, it's incredible. And I think they've discontinued it, thankfully. Continue discontinue anyway <laughs> yeah i think that uh, nicole kidman did a, a better job in this movie than in the amc uh preview and that's it for movies that i've seen how about you andrew uh should i talk about them each individually i watched fast and furious six through nine don't do it including hobbs and shaw 69 um, hell yeah dude fast and furious 69 yeah hey hopefully, hey, hopefully in our lifetimes <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think like in, I, I've like, I also re-listened to some of our pods talking about like Hobbs and Shaw and eight. And I think in my rewatches, I like them less than I did when I watched them the first time. I think especially Hobbs and Shaw, like mm. I think is, it's a little too Deadpool-y like, and, you know, it's like it's coming kind of off the heels of Deadpool. So, like, I kind of get it. Ryan Reynolds is literally in the movie. So how can how can he not? Um, but it just it's too like there's no stakes in it. Like, even though it's about like uh, Vanessa Kirby getting like a lethal disease that could like kill half the planet. It just doesn't like it, because like the whole movie is The Rock and uh, Jason Statham equipping like, their way out of situations it just doesn't it doesn't work as a fast and furious movie if it was them in a comedy movie comedy action movie that had nothing to do with fast and furious i think it could work but mm-hmm. it being a fast and furious movie it doesn't even seem like luke hobbs at that point like are they doing a sequel to that i heard they were doing a hobbs and uh and what's um 
fucking uh, Momoa's character from 10. Oh, I mean, I haven't seen it, my man. Um, whatever his character's name, I think it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be Hobbs Aquaman. And, Hobbs and Aquaman. <laughs> I did, it, someone did point out that like, there's like the added flashback of like, he was in the Rio heist yes. and then like falls off a bridge and it's like, so he hit water and like became a supervillain. So yes. he is like Aquaman in this movie. <laughs> um, I will say the, that's like the beginning, like five minutes of, of F of fast acts. And I was like, man, like this makes me just want to watch five. Like it's like <laughs> I was like waiting for ten to end so I could go rewatch five. Yeah, it, it's a dangerous thing to be like, this movie was great, right? It's yeah, like, remember this? Yeah, yeah and you're yes. like, yeah, this fucking like, rips. I hope you can live up to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I also like rewatching nine. I was like, you know what? Like, it's it's silly that they go into space, but like they make it make sense within a Fast and Furious way, of like. You know, these, like, three fucking weirdo guys from from Tokyo Drift all got, like, this grant from the government, and, like, they've been toying with making cars faster by putting rockets on them. Like, it's... Is it is it silly? Yes. But, like, does it sort of make sense within the Fast and Furious it, 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 world? I wouldn't say it makes sense. I'd say it's the, it's the correct escalation that we have postulated for for years where it's like eventually they have to do that like they have to leave ground as cars and do something else sure i i i feel like hinging that on the guy from tokyo drift that really took me out of the movie i just think it was like it's it's what i think that ends up making that work is kind of amazing (laughs) yeah i just think it's like it's it's part of what i do admire about vin diesel is that like he wants to like if you were in the franchise previous to whatever movie, he does want to, I think, like, continually let these people get a paycheck. And so it's like, what better, like, how else can we bring in these three characters from Tokyo Drift? They're fucking weird rocket scientists now. Like, it's, you know. Sure. I, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not upset that he got, got those folks paid, but it, it's also kind of like a thing of, like, that's also just going to be, like, a nice pop for the audience. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if anyone came back randomly, that would be a right. big deal. Um, um, so yeah, I've I've enjoyed I enjoyed rewatching the Fast and Furious movies, even if they kind of at a certain point, I sort of think seven is the last great one. And like the bloom is off the rose a little bit, because <clears throat> um, you know, whoa, bye Max. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> ah, <laughs> um, there are parts of I mean, like in eight, for instance, like. Uh, Tyrese driving on the ice in an orange Lamborghini. He's so yeah. funny doing that. Like he's he's like him himself is a one man comedy tour just doing that stuff. He's so funny. Um, and that's also I mean you're saying that like that's a ridiculous thing to have happening, but then I believe The Rock grabs a torpedo that's skating along yeah. the ice and like redirects it into some cars. So. That's it. That's in the same the same scene. It's also it's really hard. Um, it's it's hard not to watch that movie with the filter of knowing that Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson could not be in the same room with each other. Yeah. And so like even the end of the movie where like they're supposedly on the same rooftop, it's like the rocks in the foreground and Vin's in the background. So it's clear and they're not showing Vin's face. So it's like he's just doing like a motion over and over like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shot of him in a driver's seat somehow, but still standing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's sitting at the table and looks like he's like touching the salad bowl. Like, <laughs> um, did you see anything else other than Fast and the Furious? I movies? saw 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Ooh, Whoa. Baby. What do you think? I loved it. I thought it was so fun. How good was that? I thought it was it's so fun. It was a lot of fun. I really loved it. What a fun, like, direction to take it. I do love, like, the casting of actual teens. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also fun the... to hear, like, I mean, I it it. I wish that in an animated movie that is going to be pretty successful that you would cast it with primarily voice actors versus like Paul Rudd is, you know, this and, you know, like it's John Cena is this and Seth, you know, I know Seth Rogen produced the movie, so he's going to be involved one way or the other. Eternal teenager, I believe his credit is, which is the only thing where I'm like, (laughs) so like, I, I wish it was a payday for voice actors that could use the payday versus like, I mean, I, I, I'm not against Rose Byrne getting work, but like, does she need to be in the turtles movie? Like, could that role be filled up by somebody who like really is a struggling voice actor? So like that sort of stuff kind of bumps me, but it was also like, they were all doing fun voices. It wasn't just like Rose it, Byrne doing a Rose Byrne voice or exactly. It, it, it also feels like it's a Seth Rogen thing of like, he's ha- he has a lot of like cameos and sort of like yeah. friends popping up in his films. So it also feels like he was produ- help producing it. So it, there's no way that wasn't going to happen either. Sure. I see what you're, I understand what you're saying. Sure. Um, and also like, but also like ice cube who like, he's got, I'm sure he's doing well, but like he was great as. It was know. really weird to hear him quoting himself in, yes. in it. <laughs> that was, that was weird. <clears throat> but I, other than I that, say, I honestly didn't really like it. <laughs> Oh, the whole movie or just Ice no, Cube? No, no, the movie's great. The is Ice, Ice Cube, Cube lines yeah, just I, did not fit in there. I, I hmm. kind of agree with that. It was a little like it was a little too self-aware for me. Like him hmm. quoting his own songs and stuff was like, are kids do kids know Ice Cube songs? Is this gonna get a big pop from the audience? I mean, I don't know shit about shit, but I would argue that like they are, they must be in rotation for even younger people because I just feel like they're great. <clears throat> songs and i feel like they just would have come up but i I guess but i i I don't know it felt a little out of place and like again a little too self-referential for like a movie that's not necessarily otherwise breaking the fourth wall Mm -hmm. the thing that bugged me the most is that the the lines didn't even fit for the context like they they really seemed like a stretch were they really sandwiched in yeah i don't remember i agree with that the other thing that really bugged me was the character superfly big giant bug (laughs) Anyways, um, hey, is, is my microphone on? Um, <laughs> that'll do yeah, it. For, I, I really oh. liked it, and also like I think everyone said, you know, initially it's like, oh, it's kind of like a Spider Verse style. And it's like, no, it really is its like own thing. It's it's not symmetrical, and it's jagged, and it's weird outlines going off of the the frames of the character and stuff. I really enjoyed that it was had its own unique sort of look. It's so. easy, but it's like that's the easiest way to describe it as somebody who hasn't seen yeah. it is. It's a Spider-Verse I mean, like, style. that's not a, I mean, I guess good company to be in. It's like, wow, you kind of look like Spider-Verse. It's like, really? Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so rules, much. So. Um, anyways, that'll do it for movies that we've seen. Let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. What have you seen? Robert, what have you seen? Well, finished Ahsoka and not sure how much we want to talk about it, but I did finish it. It's done. I think it could have been two episodes longer. I think it took about four episodes for it to start getting going for me. 
Uh, I yeah. think I'm speaking very generally, but I think it it leaves you with a lot to be like, oh wow, how is this going to continue? But not in a not in a satisfying way, especially. Like mm -hmm. I think there were too many threads maybe left hanging, but that's just me. Um, uh, I, I like that it went in a sort of fantasy direction because I think Star Wars can be a lot of things. And I think it was embracing some of the stuff that's come up in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels and, and uh, work that I haven't seen all of. So I've always also approached it from the fact that I enjoyed it, but I feel like it's possible I would have been over the moon, uh, over the that's no moon. Uh, if I had seen nice. <laughs> that, that, those other shows, ouch. <laughs> um, over the that's no moon. <laughs> quick, quick question: uh, Do you think there's gonna be season two? And if they do a season two, what do you think they do with Ray Stevenson's character? I hope they recast it and just have someone who is. That's so hard. I mean, if the ghoulish answer is that Ray Stevenson probably signed his life rights away and they have a complete composite and they could like have him pop up in scenes and then body double and others. I hope that's not actually the case. It's just sad because I'll, he was low key. One of my favorite characters. Yeah. He, yeah. He was interesting. It was a weird, he, he was admitting openly that he was a, a former Jedi and like, didn't like, he was like, it would be a shame to have to, to kill Ahsoka and you know was getting chastised for that and it's like this is weird i like it i like the gray the grayness and i and it, it ends on such a cliffhanger for him sort of seeing spoiler alert seeing some sort of light in the distance and he's on the giant um lord of the rings or sorry uh, uh star wars statues <laughs> in the middle of the planet um it was it was good stuff um i, I think with him what they maybe should do is go animated for uh a bit right like because all of this stuff came from season five of rebels what what do you mean animated what do you mean do, do like an an animated arc for his character and oh then, and not and then have go back the to live series? action then you're replacing his voice but you, like visually he's just you know he he is going from ray stevenson to <clears throat> animated and then the next time you cast a live action character as him, they have you have two sources of reference, right? It's not just a single person mm, to, to build that character off of. I think that's the way to do it. Also, huh. because it's so disconnected from the rest of it, you could still tell the rest of like Ahsoka and Thrawn and Ezra's I, stories, and and then come back to. That is a good point. Then. That's like there's multiple characters on this <laughs> planet, but like ultimately, like what happens to him? Like he is solo right now, at least where we leave him. So uh, it's dangerous to do that in a Star Wars movie. I at the end of the statue, there was a guy at a desk, and he asked him, "What, his name <laughs> what should I call you?" <laughs> um, but no, but like you're, you're. That's really interesting. You make a good point that like it would be. I would know. I we were missing him in the next season. Yeah. Some people might forget that between, but that would be an interesting way to do that. And then you're right. Like then maybe put some space between it and like recast or something, and then have. The fact that there is an animated Thrawn and Ahsoka and and everyone else that you can that have been pulled into this, it would be interesting to then go back yeah. and forth with him. I also um, don't know if uh an Ahsoka season two is coming before uh like the movie that Sure. Is... I would have because I don't I don't know what the ultimate plan is. It feels like a lot of this is being set up to be a move in yeah. Finalized in a film, it sounds like by Filoni. I, so. I did see some concept art of somebody had drawn Leave Schreiber 
as Ray Winston's or Stevenson's Ray we- Ray Stevenson's character <laughs> Ray Winston. That would be an interesting recast. <laughs> That'd be an interesting mm-hmm. recast. But yeah, they they I can see that. So I I thought the at least the concept art looked good for that. Um, yeah, I could see. I think that. they should replace him with Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> I feel like that, I feel like that would go well. For I think Andy. like Mark Hamill. That's so far. Liam Hemsworth has been a one for one in great recastings that fans have loved. Yeah, just um, the announcement I think would would make everyone go so happy. Other other than that for TV, I just today watched because uh, I didn't get to see it last week when it came out. Um, the premiere of the second season of Loki. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything about it. Uh, I liked it. Um, they are obviously full steam ahead on kind of what they had already filmed. So I'm not really surprised with uh, any omissions or otherwise. Um, yeah. And it was just like a good kind of season opener. Keeps you scratching your head. Um, really well shot. Like I got to say, like it looks cinematic the way the camera's moving around. And I feel like a, a measured use of the volume or whatever effects they have going on. Like it, it, it looks nice. Um, and there's only a couple instances where it's a little, a little sort of marble goop jank, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Excited to see where they take it. And that's TV I've seen. Max. Man, stuck with Disney plus for this one. Uh, I also watched Ahsoka. I agree with your assessment that it could have been two episodes longer. I also think it could have been two episodes shorter uh, in the beginning. Um, uh, I I thought the, what was it, third to last episode was the best, the one where you you get to the new planet. But Mm -hmm. I also have a gripe with the fact that they went to a whole new universe and it seemed like just another planet. Like there is no reason for them to have jumped all the way across to another galaxy when it and it just kind of felt like they're it could they could have just gone to a different planet but i guess they're trying to uh keep thrown out of there anyway uh we've talked about ahsoka enough i also watched only murders in the building season three and it was pretty fun although i do wish i i had an idea about where they were going to go in the end and i kind of liked where i went better than where they went and I think they kind of set it up for that, maybe, like to make you think that it was going to go that way. But that's the problem, right? With setting something up that that might be more interesting than what, yeah. what you actually go with, you get uh, bit in the butt, like Lost or uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's still fun. It's only murders in the building. You know what you're getting when you go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I murders. also watched you're getting murders. Yeah. Uh, I watched, oh, I went back too far. Oscar's Homemade Halloween. You heard of this one, you guys? Nope. This is Oscar the Grouch. And um, he goes and visits a, a dog shelter that's trying to get the dogs adopted. Cute. And so they they uh, meet up with a family who's adopted dogs from this place. And uh, the kids build costumes for these dogs to have a little like... Cute. Uh, Halloween costume show uh, to to get dogs <laughs> adopted, uh, and they build all the stuff out of uh, trash from Oscar's uh, home. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was very cute, cute, very fun. I love Oscar. 
Uh, maybe I don't know enough about Oscar because everything that he was saying was cracking me up. He's a really good character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was a fun one. I recommend it. Some very cute dogs, of course, and some cute costumes that they, they make for him. And then I also watched the first episode of Loki. And yeah, because it kind of like takes place in that uh, 70s era look of things. I also love that mid-century yeah. kind of retro futurism shit. I, I'm a sucker. I'm a it's sucker. wonderful. It's really great. It's just a, it's a, a cool aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, Kihi Kwan is great in it. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention. Yeah. And uh, so is Owen Wilson. So is Tom Hiddleston. All doing good stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, don't watch it until the <laughs> the actor strike is done. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't talk about it in depth on a pod. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> but that's all that I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, the only thing I've really been watching on TV lately is my wife and I have been watching a lot of Triple G, Guy's Grocery Games. Hmm? And, oh, Guy uh, Fieri? Yeah. It's fun. Never, never heard of it. It's a, uh, you know, it's uh, so it's <clears throat> for those who are unaware. Guy build has built a shopping market set, in which like chefs have to come in, and they have different challenges where they get like certain types of ingredients they're allowed to cook with or shop for and then cook with, and so they have to go through the store trying to get these things. They have a timed limit where like they can like build these meals based on like okay. You're only allowed to get things from aisle one, and that's all produce. And so, like, you have to craft a meal with just produce, or like, you're only allowed, you know, from the, the canned good, canned good aisle, or something like that. So it's, it's fun, and yeah, guy's great. He's a fun guy. Um, <laughs> only <they're>, mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it it's, sounds it, like that's Iron Chef though. Except you watch him get the ingredients. You get the ingredients, and hey, Iron Chef doesn't have anybody like Guy. All right, Guy was on Iron Chef. Was he? He started there. No, I don't think so. No, he's, he was a <laughs> the next Food Network star or something. But um, yeah, it's fun. I don't know. I my wife got really into it, and I've been I've been drawn into it. Guys, the call of the siren call of guy has reached me and I'm into it. I'm not there yet. Maybe, maybe I'll uh, watch a trailer and get sucked in. I mean, I, I, some, I, sometimes it's hard to watch uh, like the food centric stuff. Cause it just makes me hungry as hell, but I love, I love a diners, drive-ins and dive. Yeah. So yeah, I approve. Um, so does he always do things with three letters? Yeah. Triple G, triple D, triple Triple thumbs Avoid up. The case. Triple thumbs it's up. It's me. in his contract. Has to be triples. Just avoid the K's. <laughs> I think he does. Guy seems like a good, a good person. So, anyways, let's talk about the movie we watched. One of Robert's favorites and his pick for this week: the beginning of Halloween month. Ghostbusters. We are watched Ghostbusters, the 1984 version. Uh, guys, would you recommend people watch Ghostbusters? Of course. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's like a perfect comedy. It's such a great, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. What the, what the hell? What the Andrew, heck? what the what, fuck? What the heck? <laughs> How dare you ask that? 
Max, what about you? Do I need to answer this? Uh, no, don't watch it. Okay. It's, it's gross. It's really yucky. It's gross. It was, it's hornier than I remember. It's, I, I, I got some, I got some horny comments to make about okay. this movie, but yeah, hey, it's, that's fine. You know what? You know, sometimes people are horny. That's how we got the Ghostbusters. Someone had to make them. So I wouldn't be <laughs> such a, you know what? That's a good point. A prude, that's a good boy. point. <laughs> without, uh, without horniness. I mean, the, the thing to me, I mean, we'll get to it, but like the ghost blow job is the most like, that was like a deleted scene where it was like, they were at a museum, which is why Ray is in a weird outfit. And it's just like, that just seems like the weirdest thing to keep in. All that being said, all the other stuff is perfect. Peter Venkman creeping on people. Left and right. (laughs) What were you going to say about it, Andrew? Well, okay. So uh, late in the movie, when Zool takes over Dana. Yeah. And she's in the chair and the Uh Zool arms creep out of the chair. One grabs her right on the breast Okay. And then another one comes up from underneath and grabs her right in the crotch. And it was just like, whoever was the the hand person was getting a little grabby. In that for, I was just like, I've, I've never noticed it before, but I was just like, that hand went right on her breast. And then the other one went right in her crotch. And I, was just, I, I knew the I knew, I knew the breasts because it's just, you're, you're pinning that, that person. But I, I thought it was more stomach than crotch, but I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention. And also outside of that, a horrifying scene. Like, it's it's really scary. It is really actual, scary. Actual like real hands coming out. They're not like ghost hands or anything. It's like real like weird like wolfman mm-hmm. demon hands that are coming out. Like fucking terrifying. I love that transition and like the bell when she goes into the door and it slams shut and just like the shot of the building and the swelling music. It's uh it's something else. The other thing um, and and this is a this is a a thing that became a thing later. But whatever the sedative that he uses or that he says that he used on her yeah. is a common date rape drug. <laughs> so, like, uh, uh, well, what was he doing? This is also, you're, it sounds like you're putting me on my heels to defend. No, my, no, I'm just, I'm just, movie. I'm just pointing out, I, I, I think, like, again, this, this movie came out before I think that was a common practice sure. for, for and that. You can't, you still can't deny that, that. Dr. Venkman was walking around with this amount of uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but my argument has always been like, when he realizes something is weird and she's not of her full, you know, volition, like, you know, she she's not, doesn't seem of sound mind and body. Mm-hmm. He is like, he keeps rebuffing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it only like puts her out to be like, she... holy shit, I had, to, I had to put her out. Like she, and calls Egon and stuff like <laughs> I've seen this movie. I mean, I love, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I've seen this movie a bunch of times. This is the first time I ever noticed how like illicit her words are. Where she's like, "Yeah, I want you inside of inside me." And I was me, like, like, "Oh boy." Goes, yeah, yeah. He goes. It sounds like there's a couple people in there already. Yeah. Like, like, I have missed. Stuff. I've missed that line every single time I've seen this movie before. This time I was like, "Wow." Do you desire this body? It's just like, oh, okay. And he, he, I think he goes like, okay, no, I shouldn't. And then yeah. like he kind of like jumps away and stuff like that. I know it's a it's a weird line to be walking, but hey, this is a this is from the past, not that far. Here we of the go. Past, here we go. Here we go. It's Guys, just this weird. Can- we're getting thing everybody. Of- clip this. We're canceling Robert tonight. Hey, would it make you feel any better to know they didn't work out in the sequel? Ah, separated, and that's part of the conflict. Yeah. Um. No, I. That that is Venkman to a T. He's a weird kind of like lecherous sort of. Dude. He's like, he even goes over. And he's like, I'm gonna go over to her apartment and check her out. And he's like, Oh, well, I mean, I'm gonna go to 
check out her apartment with you know her yeah he's I mean, acting all like he's got the bravado i love his weird he, he starts right he starts the movie as a professor the movie is him on hitting his... on the woman he's doing the experiment with and then like the guy that might have psychic powers he's like he's gaslighting me mm-hmm. like i'm sorry you didn't guess the card even though it was squiggly lines um, I like to think there's some spinoff movie with just that dude becoming a powerful psychic. <laughs> get to get revenge on Vankman. <laughs> yeah. He might have, I mean, they have like comics and shit. Maybe he did pop up. I mean, the fourth movie's coming out, right? In this in this chronology, there's a fourth one coming I th- out? I thought so, because they, they've they implied that there's going to be a sequel to... Could be the villain. Uh, Afterlife. Could yeah, be the villain. could be. Could be. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I, I feel like... May may I mention the only around. may I mention the only other thing that bumps me about this movie and this this has since yeah, I was a, since I was a kid this is I don't know why this bothered me so much why does everybody get covered with marshmallow except Vankman because Bill Murray Bill is Murray an asshole <laughs> and okay that was my to be covered in marshmallow that's that <laughs> was, was my, like I he, they probably said we're gonna cover you the day he said if you fucking touch me with all of that. I will like I'll throw a riot and they were it's, like okay it's just so has, weird because like they are covered head to toe and he's got a little bit on the back of his head it's just like, like it fucking rules it rules that Dan Aykroyd is like one <laughs> it looks like a marshmallow man he's that covered in it well uh, apparently Vinkman was conveniently <laughs> one of the things I heard was that Aunt Aykroyd loved it so much that he was like insisting they put more on him <laughs> he said can I play the marshmallow man they're like no you <laughs> no you're, the, you're a ghostbuster you talking about <laughs> What if what if Bill Murray is getting this bad reputation for being such a prude and everything, and it was just that Dan Aykroyd stole all his marshmallow goo? Yeah, they're like, I'm <laughs> sorry, Mr. Murray, we have none left. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna clip stuff, say that maybe maybe we've been getting, giving Bill Murray a bad rap from Max, <laughs> and make sure you have that on deck. Um, it's just a a lightning in a bottle movie for me. I love that. I also love that Bankman is the skeptic. He is the most pseudoscience guy who's not really taking any of this seriously. When Ray tells him about the ghost, he's like, you're still on this ghost shit? Like, this isn't a, an actual avenue. He's he's trying to fake his way through the college anyway, but he really doesn't have any belief in that stuff. And I love even more when Winston, when Winston comes on that he's like, if you give me a steady paycheck... I'll believe whatever you want. Like he's like, and they immediately are like, here's some traps, put him in. Like, I love how quick he gets integrated. Mm-hmm. Like he gets short. He, he, they don't, I like, wish he was in him more. enough. I wish he was in yeah, him. They more. don't like, I mean, like it makes sense that like they get popular and then they like need another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just a shame that like, ultimately there's not as much footage in the first one of him being like, he's also like, he's just not as the sequel's not as good. And it feels like he, they give him some corny moments where he gets, like, scared by a ghost train and shit. And I'm just like, he's badass. And, like, he just feels so different in the first movie. Um, more Winston. You know, go back and CGI more Winston in, I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Lewis Tully so much as a character. Did you know that was supposed to be John Candy originally? I could see it. Like it'll be like a little bit of a different vibe, but it's so perfect that he's like a little nerd. It's like I think in terms of like the just pathetic warmness of like Rick hey, Moranis' hey, character. Hey, whoa, hey, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that guy. He's a cool. He's kind of a cool guy. <laughs> when he's like, when he's just like, so you're gonna come? You want to come over? She's like, uh, maybe another time. He's like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, like, I guess you know, like every time it's just like you. Can, so you're not coming to my party? I'm on going on a date. No, my favorite. My favorite is like. 
she's like, I'm sorry, Louis, I have a date. And he's like, you've got a, you've made a date when I invited you. Like I told you at the party. And she's like, maybe we'll come by. He's like, okay, you can bring him. Like, yeah. like he's I'll tell like, everybody you're coming. <laughs> like even that level of like, he's just like, bring another dude to my party. Like I, you know what? Just come on through. Yeah. Um, and then it's also funny at the party. He does have a girl that's pretty interested in him. Yeah, <laughs> right. She looks like a go-go dancer woman. I love it. She's like, I'm leaving. It's like, no, we'll dance. Like it'll be fun. Like she has, yeah, he has like a cute girl. Um, my favorite is the way he's like announcing shit is so funny to me. Where he's like, this is Nova Scotia salmon, twenty nine ninety nine a pound. This is fresh. Blah blah blah. And he's like, I got hey, it for fourteen. <laughs> and he's like. Hey everyone, this is Ted and Ed. Ted, he works in insurance and blah blah, and he's doing this whole thing. Like, it's just the funniest performance. He's really like, funny. I, I love yeah, it. I I was thinking about it because I was trying to watch it with the lens of would John Candy be as good in this? I think he brings a different performance to it, and apparently he like the reason why they didn't cast him in it is because he couldn't shake that he wanted the character to be German. What the fuck? I, like, yeah, and so like they were just like, okay, well, it's not really working out this way, but that is such a shame because I I can literally see him doing the delivery, like a similar yeah. kind of delivery, yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. I can picture him in those in those scenes. But can you picture it in German? That is so weird that that was the hill he wanted to die. Yeah, on. isn't that weird? Yeah, that's bizarre. Also, that I I think this is a not secret, but like. Originally, the Vankman character was played by Belushi, or they wanted to be Belushi, but then he died before filming mm. started. So, yeah, it's I, I mean, it's it's impossible not to see it as Bill Murray because he's just he fucking rules in the role. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it is weird to think about it as anybody else. I feel like yeah, it's it, gonna be anybody else though. Belushi makes sense. Yeah, I can see it. I I see all these other casting should have gotten Jim uh, Belushi and stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent. It would have been just as funny. Um, I think the effects really hold up, and like as some a kid, of them, I was some of some of them, absolutely mesmerized every by like, single one of them. The blue and orange of the like proton packs shooting, like yes. I just fuck, I just like love that. Like it is so evocative, and I love that the there's always like a concussive pyrotechnic when it hits shit. It's like it's dangerous. It's like mm-hmm. plasma, fucking hitting shit. Like it's so crazy, and I mentioned this before, maybe. But a few watches ago was when I first noticed that they get upstairs in the hotel. I love them saying, like, there's roaches. And the guy's like, I'll take the next one. And like, <laughs> let's go up the elevator. And then they get out and blast that poor woman's, you know. Yeah, she cart, should be dead. She should be dead. Yeah, she should be fucked. She's like, and also, like, got cancer immediately <laughs> from, like, all the energy. And then she's like, what are you doing? And they're like, sorry, sorry. And then they're like, okay, we need to, like, split up, blah, blah, blah. In the background, she's, spr- there's, like, fire on the carpet and she's like spraying it out with a little water bottle like, <laughs> like i just love that detail do you guys see um, who's in the background of my zoom right now oh, oh scotty <laughs> what a cute little guy he looks like a- he's on tv aka slimer <laughs> aka onion head mm-hmm. um it's also funny that like slimer became like a big thing after like this one like i guess it's the first ghost they catch but like I don't know. It's it's funny that he was so he becomes like a part of the team. Yeah, it is, it a... is also weird because when they're they're talking about their uh, ghost system that has a ton of ghosts trapped in there, uh, they're talking about the different kinds of ghosts they have, like the different levels, the non-repeating blah blah blahs. 
And yes. they say Slimers as if it's a, a series of, of ghosts. Well, they are a series in, of ghosts. Two, right? It's been established there's female Slimers. In two, oh, yeah, there's oh, a whole family okay. of them. But only oh, two genders. <laughs> it's so weird to me the the type of ghosts that exist in, or the Including the, the fucking stuff. rotting zombie in the cab who's just yeah. like, who's just so like they, real. So they have like librarian ghosts and the, I guess, floating blowjob ghosts and then they also have a weird like let's be dream. let's let's be let's be fair the blowjob ghost is in a dream so it's uh it's not a that was we that don't was know if that's an actual care like an actual purely of purely ray's fantasy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and then okay so that's what that and what that other fantasy? scene was trying okay um but you still have the librarian ghost, which is just a human in corporeal. A, a human who becomes a, an angry yeah. monkey when they get <laughs> mad at you. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Turns really creepy. So maybe that's it. You can just like morph into whatever you and want. And number two, establish that like the Scolari bro- brothers were real people that became like weird monstrous versions. In ghost in ghost electric chairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the electric chairs, that was the last time they worked. So they died at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that makes sense. They weren't even killed on electric chairs they just died at the same time i believe like the chairs are like galloping around too <laughs> oh my god it's the scolari brothers and their electric chairs i put those away <laughs> I, I i sentenced those to the chair um i love the uh, let's get to it too because we I mean we're just kind of jumping around and just heaping praise on oh i have a, i have a question i have a uh i would like to continue the horny conversation Okay. Is Egon servicing Janine? No, but it's a great little reference. Yeah, that was it's it comes out of nowhere and like really doesn't make. I love I love the horny sort of like little like double entendre tension between those two. That's great shit. And it's it's even though I think it's a fun hookup between her and Lewis Tully in the sequel. I it, it does make me a little sad that like it's not an Egon thing. Um but yeah, he's like Isn't hooking it? up her phone or he's setting some tech up underneath and she says like you're very handy or something like that. Uh and then he says, "Well, you know, I love living it up while I'm going down." I was like, "Well, that's a weird <laughs> reference to make." Um no, I do love that's also the famous what are your hobbies and he says, "I collect for spores, molds and fungus." <laughs> Just, I mean, can't get hornier than that, right? Right. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I understand the reference. So, so Egon in the in the uh, most recent movie in Afterlife, they established mm-hmm. that Janine and Egon were a thing. Is that right? Did they? Um, I thought they kind of maybe even alluded no, against it like she was just no, there to they, they, this kind of they just kept it neutral as far as like i had a connection to him but they never said like he hooked up with them because it was obvious that he had a a family outside of that mm-hmm. i really think in the cartoon i think at one point there was some sort of actual connection finally but it also kept like rebooting itself and also it in the sort of cartoon a... egon has a white pompadour <laughs> or a yellow pompadour yeah as it should be i love that that choice that's that's great uh no, sorry to disappoint you. I don't know if they ever actually made it work. Damn. Tough, tough. We'll a lot to of stuff to a lot movie. of stuff to explore between one and two because also 
at the end of one, Venkman and Dana get together, and then by the beginning of two, they are not just separate, but she's had a a child with another guy. She, I mean, she establishes like we kept having. I wanted to have conversations about like get, being serious and having a kid, and you would purposely like fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So she met someone else and had a kid. So really, all it would take was like nine months plus for that to have happened. And she is. Uh, uh, was she possessed by Zool then too? Because she seemed pretty reserved to start, and then got very horny when you know as soon as Zool took over. So. I don't know to tell you. Um, I do love. Wait, was it Tully's? I, maybe it was Tully's kid because they definitely hey. consummate as a uh, uh, Vince. What's the name? Uh, Vin, Vince Clortho. Vince Clortho and and Zool. Maybe that's mm-hmm. Tully's kid. I um, have any of you guys been to any of like the locations in New York where they filmed no. Ghostbusters? No, I've been to a Tully's. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, it does. It's his chain. Uh, I've been to Tavern on the Green, which isn't quite what it is anymore, but that's where uh, Lewis runs to when the demon dog is chasing him, and it's like the glass restaurant. Okay, so I've, I do have a question about that scene because it, sure. like, so everybody else can I, see. I had this, yeah, I had the same question. Everybody okay, else can know, see the demon dog. I know the, the answer dog. to this question, so we'll, we'll go ahead. Yeah. Everybody can see the demon dogs. It's not just Lewis, right? Correct. So when he bumps up against the glass as if he's like being killed by the dogs and everybody goes back to their meals. They can't, can they not see that? They see the demon dog, but Andrew, the joke is New Yorkers are just going to keep paying attention to what their own stuff. And then here's, here's my other question. They're, they're physical demon dogs, but they also then possess the human bodies that, then turn into demon dogs again like what is the yeah it's i my my interpretation is they like sort of like phase into them and like that they become like the vessel for those because then like they do get they they physically become them later so it almost feels like demon dog comes out it's like a husk it's just hunting down its its vessel and then when it finds it it sort of possesses them once once he got attacked against the wall it wasn't like a demon dog ripping his guts out he was becoming it like went into him and then he got up and started talking to the horse. I also, I and I genuinely enjoy the performance. It's really funny to me that Dana takes on the the personality of Zool, mm-hmm. but then Vince takes on the personality of Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. I love. Uh, How, well, we don't know the personality of Vince. Maybe, maybe that is. That's a good point. It's just similar. That's why they found that vessel because it's kind of similar vibes of a different guy from another time. Um. Yeah, I love when Spengler gets him and like has him. Oh, I you know I love the detail when they have the stuff on his head and you see the monitor and it's the demon yeah, dog. Yeah, I did like, like that. That's so ridiculous. That's fu- <laughs> that rules. That's so good. In fact, it's, it's Zool. So good. Um, oh my gosh. The call. It's like a colander, also like on yeah. his head. Yeah. It's so funny. And then Janine, who bless her heart, I love Janine. She's so great. But Annie like, Potts, the great Annie Potts. After everything, they talk about one time the Drakari summoned him as a giant slore. Many were roasted and put in his stomach upon that day. And then he goes, "You gonna have to tell you there's something very strange about that man." <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and the we, thing, uh, a line I, I mention all the time is, "Like, would you like any coffee?" He's like, "Would I?" It's like, "Yes, have some." Yes, have some. Yes, have some. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great line delivery. We also have not talked about uh, 
a great villain performance. However, vilifying the EPA, uh, yeah. Walter Walter Peck. Well, vilifying the like shitty pedantic EPA, where like you should have left the Ghostbusters alone, my man. It's a little bit like <laughs> it's a little bit like some people who like try to vilify vegans. Like it's just like yes, there are some annoying vegans and there are some annoying government agents, but like making the environmental protection agency as like the key villains of the movie mm-hmm. was like a, it felt a little a little weird but like i mean i'm gonna argue that demon dogs and and gozer and zool and stuff are all more of the villains but he is the he's an antagonist that then sets off the events he's it, so it, it is interesting oh sorry go ahead max like he goes about it the wrong way, but he's absolutely correct. That he they is. have no fucking no, idea what they're doing. Like, yeah. But every he, single time they so go out, they're like, about this. it that he has to be a dick. I love yeah. to like, and what is the magic word, Mr. Venkman? It's like, please, like, why, why did you approach me this way? Um, but every single new tool that they have, they're basically like, this could roast the entire. This universe. is a nuclear. We, we have nuclear wrong, reactors and, on our and, backs. And, yeah. And yeah. it's all leading up to like we're having this surge in. in in paranormal activity, we're super busy catching these ghosts that are all of a sudden all coming about. And Egon's like, Hey, we're like getting to capacity at our reactor. Like we don't have enough room to fit all these ghosts in this, uh, plane of existence behind this red thing. It's, I love the way the trap and shit goes in. God, that's so fucking good. It's kind of hard to judge how competent these guys are. Because sometimes they really seem to have it nailed down. Sometimes they'll explain, if you do this, this will happen. It doesn't at all happen. Egon and Ray are the sciencey ones, but they're still always unsure of themselves. And like they're literally going up in the elevator and he's like, we actually haven't tested these. Mm -hmm. And then they turn it on and like step away like a few feet is going to save you from the right. amount of radiation that could catastrophically. They may, cascade in, onto if you. this movie were done in like the late nineties, they'd both be covering their junk with their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also want to, with Walter Peck, my favorite line from the movie is, you know, Ray calling him dickless. And then the, the mayor going is, over here, is, released, you know, our containment unit. No, he goes, set all the ghosts out. Is that true? Is true? And then Bill Murray goes, it's true, Your Honor. This man has no dick. And, like, I just, that, he delivers that so well. It's so funny. And he's, he, the guy, whoever's playing Walter Peck is just his reaction to that. He's, he's always this, like, very smug asshole in it. You can tell he actually has no dick and is so mad that someone guessed that. <laughs> what the, how did you know he, like, he's getting really upset. The actor himself uh-huh. has no dick. <laughs> Damn. last day on set he's like fuck it i'm out of here that was uncalled for um yeah, I love that. That. and i also love the, the way they convince i love like the big open air jail cell they're in where there's like jail cells all around but it's like they're at a table in the middle mm-hmm. it, it's like gen pop in whatever you know new york i i love that and i also loved like when he's giving the explanation then like they're, they're all kind of like leaning in and peter Vink was just like y'all catching up with that yeah you're all getting yeah they're all like hmm, interesting. <laughs> oh it's all like oh wait the bars of the building are made of selenium interesting which conduct paranormal uh, energy um, the, and then and that, Carl I, Winslow is the cop. Yeah. Know, Ghostbusters. Like the mayor wants to talk to you. And then he goes, what do you hear? Like, Oh, uh, what have you done as a cop? He's like, I shot a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but in that scene where they're, when they have all the, uh, 
the inmates they have blueprints they were allowed to bring into the jail cell (laughs) yeah and they're 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 looking at this stuff and it does seem like the other inmates are like curious and then he yells at them they back up and there's one extra in the background that just like keeps shrugging like what are these guys doing and then he does the they're crazy hand motion Uh wow and then and then they get a little bit further in and everybody comes back in it's like it's really weird i don't know what they were trying to to insinuate there like these guys were um like they were crowding them or something or they were like threatening or something like that but instead it just comes across they were kind of interested yeah and 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 like they were being mean to them for like being why the fuck are you interested in this you dimwits yeah, despite the fact that the Ghostbusters themselves are really famous at that point, yeah. and like all of New York loves them, I, that part was this... kind of confusing. Like they they had two separate ideas of what was actually going on with it. I'm not conflating. Isn't this also where like they talk about like Gozer's going to get summoned? Like this is all going to lead to like this thing coming back and destroying us. And he goes, "So be good for goodness sake." Yeah, that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's another example where it seems like like maybe he was trying to hide what they were talking about. Or something from the people around. I, I like, think it's also Bankman. Bankman's always trying to be like, I'm not as crazy as the these guys. Because in the sequel, I think like he they say some shit and they're like, "What do you think?" And he's like, "I think these guys are fucking nuts. I don't know what they're talking about." Like he he tries to disavow them. Mm-hmm. He's the one who believes the least in it, and when he deals with it, it's always like straightforward. He never like cracks about it. He's just like he takes it like so. He's so like unfazed by it. It seems like. He got slimed by a ghost for the first time, like any human being, and he was like, "I got slimed," and he's just kind of like nonchalant. I, you know what? You know what I really liked about the part where uh, Onionhead is coming right at Bill Murray is I feel like it's the most emotion he has to put into the movie. It's just that ah, like it's the most not Bill Murray that he has to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. He'd rather be hitting on Dana. I also love like he goes and visits her and he's like, you sounded great. She's like, wow, most people can't hear me in a fucking orchestra of people. <laughs> like He's such a bullshitter. And then he's kind of like making fun. Of, he's like, oh, he says like, I hope you feel better, sir. I heard you're not, you know, feeling well. You look sickly or whatever, like mm-hmm. to the guy that she left with. And then, and then of course him like ad-libbing the spinning, there's like the guy like skating yeah. or whatever. And he's doing that. It's just a masterclass. I know he's a he's a fucking weirdo and probably a, a hard to work with, but yeah, um, like it's just the perfect energy and foil to the kind of like sciency nerdy guys of the of the group. Yeah, um, it's so special. And then I always wondered as a kid if the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was a real product. I was like, is that like a New York brand of marshmallows or something that I don't know about? And the fact that it was all made whole cloth is convenient because it's Mm -hmm. a really fun, iconic character. Yeah. And weird. Like, I don't maybe I haven't looked it up, but I don't know, like, who came up with that concept? Like a giant man made of marsh. Was it like the was it the Michelin man? Maybe. Oh, maybe. I wonder. I've never bothered to look it up, but what a great. What a great scene too, where Gozer shows up. I love Gozer. Uh, mm. I d- I love that it's like a flat top, androgynous, like creepy bubble skin with like it's oh it's I it's such a cool look. Yeah, and also the fact again the fact that it's like someone in a practical outfit and it's just like a really creepy like I don't know if they're like con- contacts or what they are, but like the red bulgy ass eyes yeah. are like a scary great, as hell. It's a great look. And probably felt like shit if you had to be wearing those. 
the uh um, the only thing that was, like so when you know at the end she's like choose the choose the form of the destroyer and then like Vangman goes like clear your minds if you think about J. Edgar Hoover she'll become J. Edgar <laughs> Hoover it's like don't make a specific you idiot like and it's like she and it's like she just said it so like why doesn't that count right yeah. <laughs> right clearly like, he thought about to, J. Edgar Hoover of saying it you had to think of it so like it'd right. be funny if it was like immediately that <laughs> big giant J. Edgar Hoover walking through uh, so I, I mean, they, like, technically, do, it would have just been a giant bankman because he's always thinking of himself. So there you go. When um, when Gozer does show up, they say, like, I thought he was a guy. And then uh, they say he can be whatever he wants to be. Mm-hmm. It is weird then in Afterlife. And I know that it's, you know, a different movie from a different time. But that Gozer comes back essentially exactly in the, same, the same. Almost the same yeah. form. Uh, just a, a little yeah. younger and uh, <laughs> yeah, a little more famous. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a fan servicey thing where like yeah. they have to do that to be like, remember it's Gozer, but I would have appreciated if they'd done a new thing. Something different and said like a different form and like it looked, you know, very different or alien or ghosty or right. whatever. Yeah. 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 Um Yep. I <laughs> Yep. 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 Uh I mean it's hard to know what else to say about it, but it's just it's a it's classic. A great, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's such a great vibe. I think the soundtrack <laughs> is incredible. All the weird. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm a sucker for like music from and inspired by movies where yeah. like there's songs that obviously are referencing ghosty stuff more so in the sequel, but um, it just too hot I to handle, remember. too cold to hold. Mm-hmm. There, Try to battle was... my boys. That's not legal. <laughs> so there was a point in the movie where where they're driving down. Uh, I think it's like uh, Dan Aykroyd, Ray Winston. They're like in not a car. Ray Winstone. Nope, not him again. <laughs> Winston Zeddemore, probably. Winston Zeddemore. Okay, yeah. Um, that's his last name. That's I right. think Ray. I think it's Ray Stevenson <clears throat> and Carrie Fisher are driving down the down the road. Okay, so the two of them are are driving down the road. They're talking about the apocalypse. Religion, yeah. And then they go right into like. Well, let's put on some music to get a- away from it. That song that they play, I can't imagine like that's what the two of them would be listening in the car. And it sounds so weird. Like of all the music, it's I'm like boom, this. Ba-dum, ba-dum, boom, boom, ba-dum, ba-dum. And it's like k- pans out to them on the bridge, right? Like, Yeah, it's so weird. Th- that one, I was like, what are they doing with the music? I wish that'd be that's funny if so like strange. they immediately turn up. They're like, let's go back to the religion talk, I guess. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> on the radio. Or you know, like we tried, one, we, we tried one channel. Never mind. It's playing uh, I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis. And they're like, wow, this sounds good. <laughs> huh. It's playing. Eerily familiar, though. <laughs> keep, keep on knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's like, or it's like one of the songs from the sequel. Where it's like Ghostbusters are here to fight Vigo. It's like, who? What, what are you talking? <laughs> what is this song? The master of evil trying to battle my boys. Winston, write this down. It feels like this might be yeah, important. Okay, later. Vigo, watch out for Vigo. Vigo the Carpathian. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, it's. Are we going to be uh, throwing it's... a birthday party for a bunch of children? <laughs> Wait, no one's going to believe us. Although, like, we're talking about things that don't become lyrics in the song. <laughs> um. Man, it is just a masterclass. I mean, I'm not like I liked like the more recent one. Like there was like fun stuff in it, mm-hmm. but like it wasn't. Well, its own its own sequel is not as good. Like yeah, as much as exact, people yes, 
like and as a kid for me i liked it because guess what it was more ghostbusters yeah it was them with proton packs on and doing ghost fighting ghosts <clears throat> and more ghosts and slime and it was i liked it for that but it it doesn't even capture the the essence of the first one right it was just a it was just a perfect confluence of everything yeah uh to make that movie happen yeah 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 just uh, horny enough for robert just horny. <laughs> yeah it is probably the horniest movie we've watched since we changed the format okay thank you for the qualifier yeah. i was like that cannot be true we had we did have porno year for uh like 2015 i think that was the year that's we all paywalled right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, folks, you have to go behind it to find it. Um, check, check our OnlyFans page. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but thank you for indulging me because I this is a, a classic movie and I could probably, I wouldn't even have to watch it recently to uh, talk all about it and yeah. uh, and uh, praise it. And um, yeah, it's just very yeah. special to me. And I, I hope, hey, I hope any uh, millennials listening check it out for once stop yeah stop eating ass and go watch the ghostbusters okay and start eating some hot dogs dozens of them like slimer like Um, one of the slimers any any final only one of the hey i shouldn't hey max you're right let's not generalize any uh final thoughts before we head out um i was watching like trick like new versions of trailers of the ghostbusters and they're kind of corny and it feels like they're giving away like fun parts of the movie. If like you're a fan of the movie, it's like, oh, this makes sense. This would be the modern version of the trailer. If this if Ghostbusters was coming out next week, this would be the trailer. Mm-hmm. But it was like I was kind of like, come on, save. Don't show Gozer. Save that. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, check those out. But uh, no, truly, it's it's always worth a rewatch. Uh, rewatch rather. Um, it's just so fun. Yeah. Max. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie for some reason, uh, go and see it. Find out why we're canceling Robert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my only last stray comment is over the credits, they do this thing where it's like Bill Murray and they show Bill Murray and they show Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd. And then for some reason, they don't do it with Annie Potts and they don't do it with William Atherton. Even like huh. it would have been really funny because William Atherton gets like marshmallow dumped on him, and he screams where he's like, like it would have been really funny to watch him sound. like like soaked in it trying to walk down the street like covered in marshmallow. Goo. I would bet because it was like a night scene in the other one that like he went home maybe like <laughs> I, I just it, feel, it just feels like he what didn't hang out probably <laughs> like <laughs> he just was like hey man I know when I'm cooked <laughs> yeah. I have been humiliated too many times today. Yeah, the, the the payphone next next to him rang and the EP was like you're fired <laughs> <laughs> no you're giving us a bad rap um yeah that's my only last thought thanks for listening everybody we will see you next time bye bye